thanks for checking out this message from Springmount Church. For more information about us and what we do, visit our website, springmount.church. Why not check out all the different groups that run throughout each week in Barrow and on Walney? And join us every Sunday from 11am at Salt House Pavilion in Barrow Infernos. If you would like us as a church to pray for you, please email prayer at springmount.church or sign up on our website for monthly news straight to your inbox. You might have heard it said quite often that everything happens for a reason, yeah? Some of you in this room might even believe that to be true. You know, I can just about think that United have finished in the top four for a reason. Just for this season, that's okay. But on a simple level, I can talk about loads of scars that are on my head. I've got loads of scars on my head. And uh, for example, there's one just above this eyebrow here where I hit myself with a rounder's bat. Okay, I was so competitive that I wanted to hit the ball that someone threw it super fast at me. And instead of hitting the ball, I smacked myself in the face with a rounder's bat. I think I was about 17 at the time, so I wasn't a child. Um, I banged my head on a building site here, playing hide and seek. I was definitely not 17 then, because that would be weird. And I also did something here where I headbutted a wall playing football uh, in the school playground. And actually, I can say, yes, those things happened for a reason. They happened because I'm a Muppet. That's the only explanation for it. But also, there are many things in my life, and I'm sure in yours, that have happened, and I can find absolutely no reason for them. Family members having dementia, tragedies of young people that I've, I've grown up with dying, or friends being in abusive relationships. But I believe, if we live by the motto of, everything happens for a reason, it gives us a really poor view of God. And also, it gives us a really bad attitude about ourselves towards life. Let me explain. We celebrated the wedding of Chloe to Michael last weekend. I will stop banging on about it. But the amount it cost, I've got to get as much out of it as I can. We had a beautiful day, gorgeous weather, emotional roller coaster of a week. I was more sad on Sunday and Monday when I kept thinking about it and thinking, oh, she's gone. But anyway. Only down the road, fortunately. I think I struggled to cope. But actually, the groom's father, Colin, sadly died over two years ago. So he wasn't able to be present. He wasn't there to see his son marry the girl that he said he should marry. We can search for reason in the death of a loved one, and often it escapes us. That's because we live in a world that is broken amongst people that are broken. And when we struggle to find the reason for something that's happening, then often we can turn around and point our anger and blame at the God who loves us. So if everything happens for a reason, then God must be incredibly mean or harsh. So actually, some things happen because of our stupidity. Some things happen because of other people's and our choices. And some things happen just because the world isn't getting any better. If it happens for the reason, what's the point in us doing anything about it? Let's just sit and let it happen to us. Or worse, behave in a way that ignores the consequences of our actions and choices, yeah? 
So I want to very briefly this morning continue our series that Ray started brilliantly last week called But God. And often things in life are hard. And to the left of that phrase in the Bible is a lot of tough stuff. But then it says, but God. And to the right of those words, we can start to look at how God is still working despite the mess of the planet and the choices we make. I want to quickly look at the character of Joseph. So Joseph in the Bible, Andrew Lloyd Webber and Tim Rice wrote a musical about his amazing coloured coat. Sometimes that doesn't help us because we start to think it's just a fairy tale, when actually it was a significant part of Israel's history. Joseph had dreams. He came to a place of authority and power and responsibility. He ends up saving whole nations from famine and starvation. And his brothers come begging for food off him, not realising that this is the brother who they left for dead and sold into slavery. I'm going to read from the Bible. If you haven't got a Bible, the words will come behind me. Genesis chapter 45, verses 3 to 7 say this. Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still living? But his brothers were not able to answer him because they were terrified at his presence. They were terrified because of all the rubbish stuff they'd done to him. And they thought, all my days, he is going to get us. Then Joseph said to his brothers, come close to me. When they had done so, he said, I am your brother Joseph, the one you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here. Because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. For two years now, there has been famine in the land. And for the next five years, there will be no plowing and reaping. But God sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. There's been famine. Everyone's starving. Everybody's hungry. People are dying. Or they would be. But God has gone before. But God has done it to save and deliver. What's your view of God? Many of you here this morning are here because you're celebrating Sonny Luca. Some of you will be thinking, I don't even want to give God a second thought. Some of you think it's a load of rubbish. But someone once said that trials and difficulties in life will either make us better or bitter. And actually, which one is it this morning? Do the trials make you better or bitter? Joseph has not seen an awful lot of God's hand in his life. In fact, God isn't mentioned in the story of Joseph until a lot towards the end. God isn't visibly seen by people other than looking back and seeing where Joseph ended up. Because Joseph went through these things. He's been attacked by his own brothers. Anyone got a younger sibling? I haven't. I don't know why I'm putting my hand up. I am the younger sibling. Younger siblings, pain in the neck? No. Yeah, okay. Joseph was cocky, arrogant. He was a little bit full of himself. And so his brothers didn't like it. Even his own dad didn't like it. And he was the favourite. And Joseph ends up getting attacked by his brothers, then sold to slave traders. He then ends up in a position where he's been responsible. He gets falsely accused of rape. He then gets put into prison again, then forgotten about by people who promised to remember him. His circumstances were awful. They were horrendous. But his outlook wasn't to moan, but was to change. Joseph wasn't the most popular. He made his brothers insanely jealous. 
He offended his dad. But over the time and through his situation, he is clearly someone who becomes trusted. He's clearly someone who becomes loved. Why? Well, because actually God came first for him. He trusted despite his circumstances. I want to talk about reconciliation and relationship. Because after but God comes reconciliation. But God meant for me to be here. Don't be scared. Don't be, don't be frightened. Don't be angry. Because although you did all this stuff to me and although I've gone through hell, I'm in the place where actually I can help. And that is the book God this morning. God's main priorities in life is for relationship. Many of us, if we pray, we might come with a wish list to God and say, God, I hope I win the lottery. Anyone seen Bruce Almighty? Don't work, does it? God, God, I just pray. I used to sit there in my, you know, when I was a teenager thinking, God, if you help me pass this exam, I'll do whatever you ask me to do. You know, it might have helped if I'd revised. That would have been good. God, if you help me, I'll do this. But God isn't about the stuff. God is about relationship. God loved the world and gave his son. He wants to be close. The Bible says if we draw near to him, then he will draw near to us. It's not about a religion. Some people come to me and say, oh, you're religious. I'm like, I religiously follow Liverpool. That's a bit embarrassing at the moment, isn't it? But better than it was a couple of months ago. Because religious religions doing something for just out of routine, you know, if you do something out of routine, it might change you a little bit, but actually, relationship will change you completely. Relationship and being involved will change you completely. God is all about firstly relationship with Him, and secondly relationship with one another. And we see here in Genesis that God has restored the family's relationships. The brothers themselves have changed and regret what they did. Have we got regrets this morning? Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. No, I've got regrets that I wore this shirt because it's, it's quite hot. But I don't know whether or not I should have worn shorts as well. But anyway, I decided to be smart for Sadie. So, but the brothers have changed. They regret what they did to Joseph. And, but we can see reconciliation. What is reconciliation? It's restoring friendship. It's bringing two things back together that have been split apart. So that actually, in spite of the past and present situations, the future can be united. You know, I can remember, don't ask me how it came about, but I've got a visual memory of going to a, a magician's show when I was at school. It was an adult's magician show. I don't mean it was dodgy. It wasn't like a bloke with puppets going, yeah, whatever. It was a, a magician show that I think they must have had a meal, so all the adults were all smart. And my mum was chosen to be the woman sawn in half. I think I was probably 10 or 11. That was traumatic. Because I think there was a bit of a joke involved that as he sawed this box, there was all this blood shooting out. I, I can remember it and thinking, they're killing my mum, that's horrible. I didn't come here for that. Came here for a nice show. But actually, do you know the relief in that situation was when the two parts of my mum's body that had been split apart were reconciled back together again. That was a relief. Because actually, reconciliation can bring healing, can bring peace. And actually, we long for things to be brought back together. But often, we sit and we look at our circumstances 
and we choose to moan about the circumstances. We choose to moan about the issue instead of bringing people back together again. Joseph and his brothers clearly put into practice their words. Joseph doesn't dwell on it and go, right, they hurt me. They hurt me, so guess what? I'm going to make them starve. He could have done. He was second in command of Egypt. I'm going to make them suffer. They're going to pay. And many of us, when we go through life, will have that attitude. And actually, this morning, God says there's a better way. Joseph puts into practice his words and sends for his dad and his brother. Do you know, often we want provision first and foremost. We want the stuff we're asking for. But God says, no, prioritize relationship. Prioritize reconciliation. You know, very often, the Bible talks about the fact that we were split from God in some ways at the beginning. That actually... We were chose to go our own way. And when we go our own way, it doesn't do things very well. But actually, God's way is the best because he designed and created us. God wants relationship. Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, there's another but God, and it says this. Joseph speaks to his brothers. His dad's now dead, and his brothers go, oh, no, dad's dead. He's not going to protect us anymore. Joseph's going to use this moment to batter us. But Joseph says this. Brothers, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good, to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. You wanted to hurt me, says Joseph. You wanted to damage me, but God has used it for good. God doesn't cause the hurt. Who caused the hurt in Joseph's situation? It was his brother's. It was those around him. It was the people's choices that hurt him. It was his circumstances that he chose to put himself in. It was the boasts that he made. It was his words. It was his brother's actions. That's what hurt him and continued to hurt him. And then it was other people. Potiphar's wife hurt him. She accused him of doing something he hadn't done. You know, God didn't cause the hurt. And I want to say to you today, if you're hurting, if your circumstances aren't great, if you're in a place where it's difficult... God hasn't caused that hurt. But he can use our circumstances and our story for his good. How can this be? Joseph could have spent years moaning about his brother's treatment about him. Yeah? How many of us know a Mona? Yeah? Not a Moana, a Mona. Yeah? If you don't know one, maybe you are the Mona. Just saying. Okay? But also, some people are pointing, that's, that's going to get you into a lot of trouble later on, okay? I'm just saying, a lot of trouble later on. Joseph could have spent his years moaning. They've treated me horribly. Oh, those brothers, they were horrible to me. They said this about me. Oh, they attacked me. Oh, they sold me. To, anyone been sold into slavery? No, I don't think you guys need to moan about them. But Joseph could have moaned. He could have moaned that despite his efforts and hard work that he finally gets into a position again with Potiphar, that Potiphar's wife falsely accuses him. He could have moaned and gone, oh, that woman, what a nightmare. She's ruined my life. Absolutely horrendous. She end, I'm in prison because of her. He could have spent his whole days complaining and moaning. And when faced with the brothers in a mess, he could have twisted the knife and said, get lost. I am not helping you. You never helped me. You didn't do anything for me. Why should I bother? But no, he didn't do that. Because through it all, he kept his trust 
and his relationship with God. He strived to live with integrity. He strived to live doing and choosing the right thing. He didn't blame God, but he kept doing what was right. As I come to the end, and those words bring hope. Today is Pentecost. Pentecost Sunday. That is the day that the, the disciples had waited and waited and waited. They were waiting in the shadow of the cross. Jesus had been arrested. He'd been killed. And then the disciples are thinking, what do we do? They did what they were told. They went and waited. And for 40 days, they waited in this room where there was danger to them. Their lives were under threat. If they went out and spoke about what they trusted in, then the same thing could happen to them as happened to Jesus. And then on Pentecost Sunday, the promised help arrived. Jesus said, if you go and wait in Jerusalem, I'll send you a helper. And the Holy Spirit arrived. And the disciples went from being this scared bunch of fishermen, uneducated, terrified of their own shadows, to suddenly coming out on the streets and proclaiming that Jesus was risen. That is the good news of the Bible that they went out, that these men who for 40 days and these women who'd been there and been absolutely scared stiff, it all changed. What made it all change? The power of God could only be the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8, verses 26 to 28, there's a final but God. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. We know that everything God causes to work together for the good of those who love God. Maybe that's where we think everything happens for a reason. That verse doesn't say that. It says that in all things, God can work for the good of those who love him. So even Joseph's situation, which was horrendous and horrible, God can use it for good. He used it to save a nation. Joseph continued on his journey, trusting that God would go see him through. The message this morning is that God can bring the best out of even the worst situations. That what others intend to hurt and harm, even that can mean God can use it for his glory. So some questions as we finish. What hurts are we holding on to this morning? What grudges are we holding? Where are we thinking, that person's hurt me, I'm gonna, I want to get revenge. God says, give it to me. I can use your situation now to speak to so many people. What others intend to hurt can mean God uses it for his glory. Are you aware this morning that the Bible continually says God is good? Joseph was. Joseph, who was attacked by his family, who was sold as a slave in horrible conditions, who was imprisoned for rape, who was then forgotten about. Joseph knew that God was still good. Because God wasn't causing his hurt, but God used his situation to glorify him. What others intended to hurt, God can use to shape us. Can I ask this morning, are your circumstances making you better? Or do they tend to make you bitter? Give it to God. 
The Bible says, cast all, my, cast all your cares on him, for he will sustain you. And I finish with Jesus. Because you look at Joseph, he was treated horrendously, yet he did it because he knew God would bring good. Jesus was treated horrendously. What people intended to harm, they killed him on a cross. The Bible says it int God intended it for our salvation. The most famous Bible verse, John 3:16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him, whoever believes in him, shall not perish, but have eternal life. The, the sacrifice of Jesus was once for all. He went through hell so we didn't have to. Jesus kept going to death on the cross, but it didn't end at the cross. It went to an empty tomb, but it didn't end at an empty tomb. He ascended to heaven, but it didn't end there. The disciples were filled with his presence, and it didn't end there, because today, in 2023, we're stood in Springmark Church in Barrowry Furnace. Those of us who are part of this church will tell you it's because of the power of God in our lives. There are stories in this room of people who have seen transformation and change because the God they love has made them better, not bitter. His death means we live. His resurrection means we free. And his love means we're forgiven. So this morning, I don't know your situation. I don't think everything happens for a reason. Some of it's for our choices. Some of it's through other people's choices. Some of it's because the world we live in is a dark place at times. But you know what? I can choose to moan about it. I can choose to look at my circumstances and stay in them. I can choose to say, there's a God who can do something about it. The message of the Bible is literally summed up in those four things. God loves you. We've all made mistakes. So Jesus died for you. So what are you going to do about it? This morning, if you want to know more, take one of those. They'll be on this music stand. But actually, as we celebrate the life of Sonny Luca... This morning, let us celebrate the fact that we have a God who loves us. We have a God who is good. And we have a God who longs for you to draw near to him. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you this morning for your word. I thank you for the story of Joseph and the fact that actually in his circumstances, he didn't choose to get angry, to blame, to get bitter, but he chose to keep trusting and you, God, used his situation for good. So, Father God, this morning in this place, I pray that you will help us to seek first the kingdom of God. I pray that you'll help us to know the God of love who, we want, who wants to be in relationship with us. So, Father, in this place, I pray that as you move through your spirit, I pray, Lord, that you will stir us into change, stir us into trust, stir us into a life that is new, through Jesus Christ, in your name, amen. The band are going to just play, we've got a few more songs as we finish our service. We will take communion this morning, that is where Jesus said, remember me, remember my death in this way. So there will be bread and there will be juice uh, passed around to remember that Jesus' body and blood. If, if that's something you don't want to do, just let it pass, that's fine. But ultimately, the Bible says, if we want to remember him, then we can take it this morning and we can say thank you, not just for all the other things, but thank you for Jesus. 
So that's what we do this morning. If you, if you want to let it pass, you can do. If we run out, they'll have to refill it. But uh, the band are just going to sing a song while we take that. And uh, if those that are serving can do that now, that would be brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> 